Hey everybody, are you ready to explore together what is probably one of the most controversial, challenging and sensitive subjects that the Bible speaks about? I'm talking about a subject that affects every single one of us. In fact, it keeps some of us awake at night. It's one of the leading causes of mental health issues and relationship breakdowns. What am I talking about? I'm talking about money and how we use our money. You may be surprised to know that Jesus spoke loads about money. 16 out of his 38 parables are all about how we steward our money. And if you look at the whole of the Bible, there are over 2,350 verses that speak about our money and our possessions compared to just 500 verses in, about prayer. Like the, like the big message here is, is that God clearly knows that money is a big deal in our lives and he wants to instruct us and guide us about how we steward it well. And the overriding message in all of these texts about, uh, in the Bible about money is simply this. Of course, it's good for us to have money. We all need it. Just make sure that money doesn't have you. Make sure that it's not an idol, your savior, your lord, your boss, your, the thing that ultimately you trust in. Because that's the decision that followers of Jesus have to make. Are we ultimately putting our trust in God to take care of us? Or are we putting our trust in money to take care of us? Like, Do we need God more than we need money? Or do we need money more than we need God? And before we answer too swiftly, just pause a sec because our behavior betrays our beliefs at the end of the day. And so at the, at the end of, as followers of Jesus, we are invited to trust God with every single part of our lives, including our money. And the evidence that we're trusting him is that we obey him, that we do life his way. And again, we do our finances his way. And the evidence of a trusting and obedient heart is outworked in behaviors that are radically generous, committed to giving. Now, let me be really clear here. It's not that God wants your money. God wants your heart. That's what he's after. He's after your heart. And he knows he's got your heart when you are more passionate about sacrificially giving and living generously than getting loads of things that your life is about giving rather than getting. So with all this in mind, I just want to share five simple biblical principles about how to live a life of radical giving, radical generosity. And the first principle is literally give generously. Proverbs 11.25 tells us that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. The God we serve is incredibly generous. He withholds nothing. He even gives himself. Our God is so generous and we are created to be like Jesus. So we're called to be generous as well. Like many times in Zio, we say we're supposed to be rivers, not uh, reservoirs. We don't hoard the blessing of God to ourselves. It flows to us and it flows through us. A life of generosity uh, helps us break the power of selfishness and self-centeredness in our lives. Give generously. Secondly, give proportionately. Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 17 offers some great advice. It says, each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way that the Lord your God has blessed you. 
So God never wants us to give from what we don't have. That's when people get into debt, and God doesn't want us to be in debt. We, we give out of what God has already given us. Think of these three Ps. Think of, number one, the first P, the priority of giving. When my kids were growing up, I always taught them to, uh, to share some, save some, and spend some. That when you get some money, share some, like give. Make a choice that you will always prioritize giving first. Secondly, think about the percentage of giving, the priority of giving, and then the percentage of giving. In the scriptures, there's this overwhelming message that people gave uh, 10%. It's what's called a tithe of their giving. Now, that might seem ridiculous to you if you've never really embraced a lifestyle of giving. So start somewhere. Start at 1%, 2%, but start somewhere as you prioritize giving. The priority, the percentage, and then the progression. Make a commitment that every year within your commitment to proportionally give, that you'll keep growing in your giving and keep investing in what God is doing. Give what you can, not what you can't. Give generously, give proportionately. Thirdly, give locally. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 gives an incredible command, an incredible command and an incredible promise. In fact, it's the only place in Scripture where we're invited to test God. Here's what it says. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. See if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven, pour out so much blessing, there'll, be, there'll not be room enough to store it. I know that some Christians decide, okay, I'm going to give away 10%, but some of that I'll give to the church, and some of that I'll kind of give beyond. But actually, when we look at the Old and the New Testament, we see the tithe, first of all, coming into the local storehouse, the local community of faith, making sure that that was provided for, and then giving above and beyond. And I believe that is really important, and that's how we should do it, and that's how Amy and I do it ourselves. And there are two reasons for that. Like the first reason is Zio is our family. We want to see our family thrive. We get the blessing of it and we want to be a blessing in it. And so we want to make sure the family is taken care of so we give to what God is doing in our local family. And secondly, like who else is going to give to Zio Church but those who are in Zio family? I used to be the chief exec of a national charity and I was always going around the country asking people, would you give to Urban Saints? But I would always say to them, before you give to us nationally, make sure you're giving to your local church first because the people in the local church should give to the local church and then they can give beyond. Like my personal philosophy, Amy and I's personal philosophy, is that the majority of our giving, at least 10%, goes into the life of Zio, and then above and beyond that, we give to other causes, both nationally and globally, but we prioritize giving locally. So we give generously, proportionately, locally, and then fourthly, sacrificially. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 2, the, the Apostle Paul reminds us of the incredible sacrificial generosity of the people in Macedonia. This is what he says. Now, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They're being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor, but they're also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. 
Right? Even though these Macedonian Christians didn't have much, they still wanted to sow into what God was doing. They still wanted to live generously, and that was costly. It was a sacrifice. And, and, I, and I wonder at times, are there things that we would be willing to go without in order that stuff that needs to happen with God can be opened up? I had some friends that they wanted to have a holiday in a lifetime in Australia, and so they had two cars. So they sold one of their cars, and then with the money from that car and the savings from not running two cars, they had money then to do this trip of a lifetime. I think, when was the last time I was willing to give up something, a holiday, a car, a something, in order to make that personal sacrifice to give to what matters to God? We give sacrificially. I'm not talking about the basic necessities of life like eating and having food and clothing and housing, but, but the other stuff, the things that perhaps we don't absolutely need that we're willing to sacrifice in order to invest in what God's doing. And then finally, number five, we give joyfully. Second Corinthians 9 Verse 7, Paul says we should never give reluctantly or out of pressure or manipulation, but out of great joy. Here's what he says. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, but God loves a person who gives generously. Like, what an amazing privilege that God is at work in the world and he's saving people, healing people, restoring people, giving them jobs, getting them back on their feet, and all that costs money. And you and I can get involved in that work knowing that the investment we make lasts eternity. In fact, the only investment you can make with your finances that will last forever is in the kingdom of God. Like what a joy, what a privilege that we get to do that, that we get to invest in the kingdom of God and what God's doing in the world. We should be thrilled, joyful about this. The scriptures remind us over and over again to give generously, to give proportionately, to give locally, to give sacrificially, and to give, uh, to give um, he says, nearly forgetting, to give joyfully. These are the five things that we're called to do and so much more when it comes to our finances. It's the evidence that we are trusting in God ultimately to be our provider and that we're trusting and that trust outworks in obedience. And let me just finish by saying this. When we give, we don't give in order to get. When we give, we don't, we don't bless in order to bless others. We don't do that. But this will seem contradictory, stay with me. It is impossible to sow into what God's doing and not have God bless you. It's impossible to to give generously and not create the opportunity for God to provide for you. Jesus said these very words in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. For over 30 years, myself, uh, I've been committed to grow in a lifestyle of generosity. Every year, stretching myself, putting more faith into action. I've had pay cuts, job changes, massive amounts of financial uncertainty. And in all those 30 years, every bill's been paid. Every every opportunity's been covered. Incredible blessings of, of just the goodness of God that makes no sense. But when I chose, whatever I gave, when I chose to invest as a place of trust, 
I saw God provide. We don't give to get. We don't bless to be a blessing. But it's impossible to sow into the kingdom of God and see heaven pour back in. Let me pray for you in that. These are challenging words, aren't they? And, and maybe as you're listening to them, you know, you already are saying, well, Matt, you, you don't know my budget. And, and remember what I said, let's start somewhere. Start somewhere. As an act of faith, as an act of trust. And so I, I want to pray that last verse that I read over you from Luke 6, 38. That the Holy Spirit will stir you to live a radically generous lifestyle that you will be open, prayerfully so, to say, okay, Jesus, what do you want me to give into the life of Zio, into other causes as well? And Lord, as I give to you, I trust that you will take care of me, that you will provide for me, not just in my finances, but in every sphere of my life. Press down, good measure, running over blessed to be a blessing a river not a reservoir blessed by God pouring into the blessing of others Lord help me to grow in generosity help me to discover the truth of what you said Jesus that it is more blessed to give than to receive the joy it brings to others brings great joy to us help us to trust you and obey you and see the fruits of this in every part of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And just before I finish, to the Zio family, if you're watching this, you will know that next Sunday, the 18th of September, is our opportunity to practically respond to this. A new annual rhythm that we're embracing that in September every year, we want to give a one-off generous investment in what God's going to do in Zio in the year ahead. It's our first fruits offering. I just want to encourage you, if you're part of the Zio family, to be praying this week, God, what do you want me to give joyfully and generously and sacrificially, proportionately, and locally into Zio as a one-off crazy gift, as an act of trust in you on the 18th of September. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to respond? Let me encourage you to pray that prayer. See what Jesus says and go for it as an act of trust. See what God will do in your life. God bless you.